Spring is in the air at Littleton Coin Company, and we want to help you brighten your collection. Visit us at littletoncoin.com all month long to enjoy 15% off your purchase. With a wide selection of coins, paper money, supplies, and more, Littleton Coin Company has something for every collector's taste. Use promo code SPRING at littletoncoin.com for 15% off your purchase all month long. Restrictions apply. Littleton Coin Company. Serving collectors since 1945. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for two forty nine dollars a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. much for joining us for your ROH and Impact Post Show for December 7th, full on in the holiday season now. Happy Hanukkah to all of our Jewish friends out there. Hope you're having a wonderful Hanukkah start and celebration. We've got so much to talk about tonight, but before we dive into any of it, we are going to ask you to leave a thumbs up on this video and help people find us in the algorithm, our little show that could, our little paywalled and not on cable TV post-show combo over here. We really appreciate mm -hmm. it. Also remind you to get in your Super Chat. Super Chat's only for this stream, please. And uh, to subscribe to Fightful Select. Some free agency news on the way. A lot of contract news coming up in 2024. Uh, we got a huge announcement today with Brian Danielson and Wheeler Yuta coming in to make a challenge to FTR and yeah. Mark Briscoe. I'm sure some details around that will be up on Fightful, probably Fightful proper, not Fightful Select, but Brian Danielson news behind the paywall as well on that was it a worked injury, was it not at Collision, so much more on <laughs> Fightful <laughs> Select including every other week you get Ask Grapsity with this fella right, right over here how you doing mm -hmm. Reg? I am doing great today Kate, it's Thursday Ring of Honor is being Ring of Honor for some odd reason uh so i'm excited about it honestly look i i want to love it but it's just so hard to trust again after everything oh, they've put us through but there. while it is cooking i will take it i just hope this gets sustained through the pay-per-view but before we even dive into the episode i felt like it was a really strong episode tonight and we got two big announcements one what i mentioned at the top of the show right ftr and Mark Briscoe have been challenged by Brian Danielson, Wheeler Utah, and a third. We don't know if that would be Moxley or Claudio. I'm going to assume Claudio, just because he's been around mm -hmm. the ROH brand before. And we found out officially, as I think a lot of us assumed, but we're hoping for Billy Starks and Athena, the main event of Final mm -hmm. Battle. That's two pay-per-views in a row that we have a woman main eventing. It's the same woman. It's the woman, the goddess, my goodness, and Miss Athena and a pretty cool moment for Billy Starks as well, who graduated high school and is now main eventing pay-per-views like six months it. later. It's incredible. This angle has sustained the show. We talk about how amazing Athena is with it. Billy's been great every beat of the way, too. Uh, before we dive into the show proper, uh, what were your thoughts on those two announcements that we got tonight? Well, first, just seeing Brian Danielson on a Ring of Honor show was like, yeah, this feels yep. right. This feels good. All of this is nice. And then he starts talking. I'm like, oh, I think he's gonna, I think he's gonna say something good here. And then he starts to say something good. Him and Yuta challenged FTR Mark Briscoe to a match in tribute to Jay Briscoe. It's like, yes, 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 yes. I'll take all of it. 
great stuff here. I think, you know, for a couple of weeks here, Kate, we've talked about how this final battle was just not really shaping up. Not too much is happening. We're just kind of dancing around here. But today they announced this, and I think that's a huge addition to this. We'll definitely see some tickets start moving. And just with the announcement of Brian Danielson, that's already a thing. And the other thing, we all kind of knew this was going to be a thing. Athena needs to be the MVP, the main event of every show that they ever have. So this is not a surprise. But, yes, yeah, seeing Billy Starks, 18 years old, just getting out of high school. I just saw her at West Coast Pro earlier this year in this little tiny place. But now she's going to headline Ring of Honor against the Ring of Honor MVP. It's amazing to see, Kate. It's such a great story. And for it to be a culmination like this is, like, amazing. What's so cool to me with Billy Starks is, as you mentioned, she's 18 years old, coming out of high school. Um, she is always in the moment. Like, she'll always be visually aware of what she's in, but she's never overwhelmed by it. Like, yeah. that's that's what I love is, like, she's not taking any of these things for granted. She's very aware of how, like, much momentum she's picked up this early in her career and how incredible these opportunities that she's earned are. But she's never, the stage is never too big for her. So I'm expecting big things, big, big things from that main event. There's also a couple of other things that are kicking around that main event scene now. Thunder Rosa has been talking some S on Twitter or X Mm -hmm. or whatever you want to call it. This is her home state as well. We saw Ronda Rousey come in for what at this point feels like a one-off, but could Uh she be coming back? I think it's time to have Billy Starks win the title, have Athena move on and up. Um, But I... I don't know. Is it going to be a protected loss because someone comes in and beats her down first? Is it just going to be a clean loss, but someone is ready for Athena right away? Mm-hmm. Um, there are some other possibilities there, but I, I think the time is now. Do you think this is something that's going to get extended or is this Athena run perfect? Put a bow on it. Send her off. I think this might be the time. I'm now thinking about your interview with Trisha Dora, Kate, where you ask her about the ring of honor women's championship, but she's also like my name's in that hat too. Like there's so many ways to go from here, but yeah, I think that Billy Starks, I think this is the time just the way they built this. We've been going for a whole year. feels like the perfect moment. Final battle is always the culmination of the year ring of honor. Final battle is always like the finality of angles and things. And this is just the best way. Athena has been masterful all the way through this playing that veteran role, playing an angry, playing happy, playing all these things in between i think it's just time crowning billy starks like this i think yeah this is this is be the perfect moment i think yeah and i don't think you want to have this angle wear out its welcome and i don't think you want this angle to end with athena winning like i feel like you need that payoff to pay off in this way and i'm i'm very excited about it but we've got a lot of show to get into keep those super chats coming i see your early support and i thank you so much for it uh including me normus who says Sup, Reg? Hello, Minion69, boobs69. No hussy, your security guard is safe during the holidays. I still think Billy wins and Athena goes to AEW. I think that's the right trajectory, too. I yes. think that's the right trajectory, Hopefully. too. Thank you for the chat. We always appreciate it. And Kazaa86 saying... Oh my god remember kazaa after napster no. that little that brief window that we had but this will be my second final battle in a row i'm looking forward to bcc versus ftr and mark briscoe and the women's main event both things getting announced tonight thank you so much for chiming in about that have an amazing time um roh pay-per-views always tear it down that's mm-hmm. never a question or an issue have so much fun live wrestling is the best i only regret that it isn't at the hammerstein ballroom because i want to be there. <laughs> 
next year. Well, let's dive into this episode because we got a a nice long episode today. We do have the Impact crew coming on behind us after this, but we open with Billy Starks versus Danny Moe in a very, very quick match. We get Billy with the Swanson Bomb here. This was not the story, okay? We knew Billy was going to come out winning, looking strong going into this, but uh, Athena jumps Billy Starks from behind. We have a bit of a pull apart here. And then Athena using that pop-up power bomb, bomb in the star 10 just as a menace, just tearing Billy apart. She's smarter, she's faster, she's stronger, she's wiser. This is the teacher and the student. Billy can't go a moment without looking over her shoulder to be safe from Athena is kind of the story that I got out of this. I like that they opened with this angle because the title wasn't involved in it. So that mm-hmm. shouldn't be in the main event slot necessarily. And it is the hottest thing that grabs your attention off the bat. Short work day for Danny Mo. She's a fantastic talent that works here in the Northeast. I'd encourage you to check her out outside of getting smooshed here. <laughs> but uh, this was a fun way to start the episode. What did you think? Yeah, uh, Danny Mo was just kind of got... She was wrong place, wrong time, I think, at this. Good to see Billy Stars kind of show some of that aggression that she learned from Athena being like, this is what you're about to get next week at Final Battle. I'm ready for this. I've been watching you, and i also been training my whole life for this. Don't think that I'm coming to lay down for you. Thought it was a great showing and, you know, showing the potential of what Billy Starks is going to be as Ring of Honor Women's World Champ. But yeah, the big meat and potatoes of this first segment was, of course, Athena showing up and giving Billy Starks the uh, breaks, uh, getting beat off of her pretty much. There was a lot going on here. Security came down, but the the craziest part about me was that power bomb that Athena hit Billy Starks with on the floor, and I was just like, we're not playing. We are not playing here. This is a real fight. Billy Starks is in for um, a match that she's never had in her life, Kate. Like, this is going to be something she's never experienced. It's the main event. It's going to be all eyes on her. I'm excited to see what she does in this position. I'm very excited, too, because I think what's amazing with Athena is we knew she had the athleticism. The Jody threat match happened or whatever, and it brought out the brutality. <laughs> but you can see in moments of her title reign the way that she's also able to guide people through matches. Like, yeah, I'm, I'm always so impressed by her ability to control pacing and um especially when it's with women who move a million miles an hour. Like I, f- I feel like we've seen that a couple of times. Like she can do the street fight with Kira Hogan, or she can face someone with Billy Starks' skill set and yep. everything moves super fluid. So I just think for a main event at a pay-per-view at 18 years old, there's probably nobody better to dance with than Miss mm-hmm. Athena herself. And we do later get the backstage that we were referring to. She's backstage with Lexi Nair, who's waffling a little bit on her MIT stance, but uh, she announces that per Tony Khan, ROH women's title match is main eventing here. Now, this did feel like a gimme, but always good to get that um, announced formally. And she did also say that Lexi is going to be the ring announcer for that match, which I think is a very fun little detail. She's been a part of this angle, too. To have this angle culminate with her being involved, I think, is a really nice touch. Now, the rest of our title picture is very weird, right? The the ROH title is tied up in the Continental Classic. MJF is injured and held hostage with the tag titles. And Samoa Joe vacated the TV title. So it's kind of like, yeah, I freaking hope you would close with this. But when you throw FTR and Mark Briscoe in versus the Blackpool Combat Club, 
which is what we get announced next. Um, that's not always the gimme it is. So I'm glad they're doing right by the stories that they've been telling on this program and, and letting this main event. Um, any thoughts on, and I know we kind of covered it already, but Lexi ring announcing this as well is kind of a fun touch. Yeah, that that is something I think that was needed for the story. And it got me thinking like, is Lexi going to be a part of the match somehow also too? like another interesting aspect? Because yeah, like you said, she's been a part for this whole thing. Um, Athena kind of capping it off too, like, this is it. This is the time you are here with me. I've been to this dance many times as the main event. It's time for me to show you Billy Starks. Just such strong stuff here, Kate. It is. And I know we were talking a little bit before about how the build to final battle has kind of been hastened in a way. <laughs> I'm not that surprised because we get AW pay-per-views that are that way. And then they end up being like 15 matches long and they're all awesome. And we yep. all sit there and complain and then they put on a great pay-per-view. So mm -hmm. when you consider what I said about the title picture and we get that match made official as the main event, we get FTR and Mark versus Daniel said, we're having the survival of the fittest match. We get Ethan Page and Tony Nese. Like, it is there, and they did a lot of work tonight that we are going to dive into a little bit more here. But um, we do get Brian Danielson and Wheeler Yuta next making that announcement. Already covered it, but uh, they do just really emphasize that this is in Jay's memory, and I kind of mm -hmm. love that because it's it almost doesn't matter who wins, right? This is one of those things where the moment is bigger than the match, which is good because there's not really any stakes in it. Both sides should be kept strong, but very glad that they're doing that on this card. Yeah, it's been, it's I still just thinking about that J happened this year is insane. And so seeing them and hearing them be like, this is a tribute to Dre Briscoe just brings out feelings again. So yeah, I'm happy they're just going to do a tribute to him. This match will be amazing. Seeing Brian Danielson back in Ring of Honor is so important. So this is going to be awesome. Jay and Bray eight months apart was a really, really, really weird thing. This has been a <sighs> very rough year in that regard for um, people who have moved mountains for pro wrestling that have passed. I always go back to when Mark was on, was it final battle of last year? No, it was this year. It had to have been this year. It was mm -hmm. uh, closer to WrestleMania weekend, whatever pay-per-view it was. Supercard. Supercard, thank you. Mm -hmm. I just remember being extremely emotional. I brought it up a couple of times because it really did affect me. There was a moment and it was a singles match. I can't even remember who he was facing, but he went to tag for Jay and he wasn't there. Mm -hmm. And it just ripped my heart out of my chest. And that was, of course, when they did, um, I believe, the ladder match, too. There was so much happening yeah. on that card that felt like it was for him. And to see, like, now Mark is on AEW television. He's having great matches, even though he lost in the Continental Classic, like, it's um, really incredible that he was able to step in the ring at all, never mind be able to do this to, to this extent. So very yeah. thankful for that and take strength that I don't think I could ever know, to be honest. I could also just never be a wrestler. I'm a sissy. Like if you, if I get, like if I bang my elbow, I'm like, I'm out for six months. If I was a brisk, if I was in Mark's position, I probably wouldn't have came back. There's no, I, I just, that sounds like way too much. So Shout outs to him for being such a strong person to come back and not only come back, be better than ever. Like it's great. Truly, truly. And I think there's, there are people who are wired that they like not coming back. Wasn't a possibility, you know, like yeah. it, it, it had to be that way. So totally, some good stuff. And then to something completely different, which ended up leading to some hilarity for the night. We got Dalton castle and the boys <laughs> defeating Johnny TV, yeah. Johnny TV, 
Um, coming out here on Ring of Honor, I'm calling him Johnny Honor. He's Johnny mm-hmm. wherever he shows up. So he's mm-hmm. he's Johnny Honor Club right now. But yeah. uh, at a fun match versus Dalton Castle, a little more interference heavy than I would prefer. But mm-hmm. uh, we get what we get here, and it's going somewhere fun. So I don't mind. But some fun to be had with someone of Dalton Castle's character and style versus someone of Johnny TV's equally as big of character and completely different style. A really fun near fall in here with that cartwheel clothesline initially that led to that shooting star press that Johnny TV never misses with. Mm-hmm. And then we get into a pretty intense ending sequence here. We get Taya Valkyrie coming out and uh, spearing the boys while Dal- Dalton Castle is setting up for a bangerang who gets distracted. Then you have Dalton Castle moving out of the way of the starship pain. Taya distracting Castle and Johnny hitting a springboard kick. Then Kira Hogan gets involved. <laughs> Everybody's coming out of the back. Um, I watched it and I was still like, wait, what happened? <laughs> I know. When I checked my notes for this, this was longer than the match. It was like. <laughs> and I oh. watched it and I'm still like, what? I'm You're like, all oh, that happened? So we got Kira Hogan pulling Taya off the apron and Castle winning with the bangerang after that. Mm-hmm. Now, this seems like it could be setting up Taya Valkyrie, who we haven't seen in a while, against Kira Hogan, which is great. And later in the night, we get a hilarious little promo. Oh, man. <laughs> I was in stitches with this. We have Dalton Castle backstage disrobing. He takes off his top. He's talking about how the people are finally going to get what they want after he wins this match. And Johnny TV comes right up to him and says, it's only because you were so protective with the boys and all this. And they, it devolves into, you just have to go see it because I can't do it justice. They're just naming 90s television shows at each other because this is all about being a TV star. Johnny TV, Dalton Castle, obviously obsessed initially with the TV title, but giving the TV people what they need. This ends with them just shouting, hey, dude, and in living yeah. color right at the end <laughs> at each other. This was so funny. These guys eat off of the same plate. I was loving it. Uh, that could be a really fun feud. And nice to see Johnny TV back in action here, Reg. Yeah, this is kind of a position that I'd like to see Johnny TV in. I'm not the most interested in seeing him in a lot of the regular AEW TV. When he was on there, I was like, okay, I think Ring of Honor is a great place for him, though. At this match, though, when the shenanigans started happening, I got real nervous. I'm like, Dalton needs to win this match 100%. Then they started getting into the shenanigans, and I was like, oh, no. And then they brought it back around, and I was like, okay, that's fine. But I got nervous there for a minute. I'm like, if that's going to come along with uh, Johnny TV or Johnny Honor, I don't know if that's what I want here in my uh, Ring of Honor show, but this was fine. Dalton Castle deserved to win, and yeah, that backstage segment was just incredible. Dalton Castle has been on a run. Johnny TV in positions like this is where he needs to be. Them going back and forth, Golden Girls, uh, Jeopardy, <laughs> all kind of stuff. I'm like, these guys are insane. Great stuff. I thought it was a really fun match, minus the little bit too much of shenanigans. Was a lot of shenanigans, but if yeah. it leads to setting up two separate views, I'm cool with that because I think yeah. Kira and Taya could do some really good work as well. Uh, I thought this was a, a blast. And to your point, I think Johnny Johnner, Johnny TV, <laughs> I think he could be used almost like how Matt Seidel has been used, right? Yes. He's not there to pick up wins, but yep. to make people look really good while he's putting Perfect. them over. Not mad about that at all. Not mm-hmm. mad about that at all. 
So we move on. Guys, feel free to get in your super chats uh, and please leave a thumbs up on this video. There's some more of you watching now than at the beginning of the show. So always a little refresh there. And we do have Cresta and Joel on back end of the show with your impact review. But right now we're talking about Rachel Elring with Layla Hirsch defeating Nikki Victory, who has a great wrestling name. Can't yes. believe it hasn't been taken. Mm -hmm. uh, you've got Elring, who was really like on cordial terms with Hirsch and Maria during her entrance. Maria coming down was a bit of a surprise. Elring's in control the whole time before Maria hooks her leg and pretends that she was facing the other way the whole time. She has no idea what happened here. Victory gets a super kick, but Elring recovers with that boss woman slam for the win. And she's bickering with Maria on the floor as Hirsch tries to keep some peace. Now, after this, later in the show, we have Layla and Maria backstage with Lexi. And Rachel Elring comes into the shot. And she is understandably upset here. But Hirsch tries to give Maria the benefit of the doubt before telling Elring that she would have her back. Now couple ways this can go either it's mm -hmm. a weird and confusing story or Layla <laughs> Hirsch and Maria view Elring as a threat and are working against her okay. uh, any thoughts on the match and what we're getting post-match here I feel like the story is getting a little convoluted but I'm willing to be <laughs> patient with it especially with the other thing that Maria does in the show I'm like what's going on here but yeah I thought that uh the match was very strong very fine I like Rachel Ellering as an in-ring competitor in this position, I think she looks like a veteran every time that she wrestles. I think that she's a step above a lot of people. So she's good in this position. Yeah. But like you're saying the story, I'm like, okay, you guys are doing a lot here. First it was Layla against both of them. And it was Layla against Maria. Now it's Layla and Maria against Rachel, but Rachel was, I don't know. I'm just kind of confused of what's going on and what's the end goal. Are they all going to be friends? Cause I like that, but like, just get to it. What's with all the, uh, the extra steps to get there. Yeah, and I don't know if I want them all to be friends when the other side of this is Cole Carter and Griff Garrison. That just yeah. feels very weird. <laughs> like, that's a weird little stable, but I agree with you. Shane Monster calling this out in the chat, too. I added in my notes that Capri's calling Maria a gaslighter. Yeah. was <laughs> hysterical. I loved it. Maria's very... Well, the, the story's a little muddy. Her role on TV tonight, like, I don't know what happened. I was mm -hmm. faced the other way. She's great. She's yeah. great out there. So fun to see another quick women's match, but a good one. So we will mm -hmm. take it. And I agree with you about Rachel Elring. I think she looks more at home in ring of honor than a lot of other environments that I've seen her. Like, I think it's yeah. a, a very fitting place for her to be working out of. So always good to see people in their natural environments. We move on to a match that I thought was going to be good, but still surprised me with some really great in-ring chemistry between the workhorsemen who get the better of the infantry, Carly Bravo and Sean Dean here. We've got uh, Anthony Henry sending Bravo into Dean for a super kick and allowing the workhorsemen to catch Bravo with the kick into the pendulum flatliner. Now, a really fun spot where Sean Dean comes in as the hot tag here. Nails a butterfly DDT that looks awesome. Mm -hmm. We got Bravo using a scissor kick on Drake, which leads to Dean hitting a frog splash. Some really, really nice offense in there. I just thought they had a, a great back and forth in this. Um, not a, a ton of time on the show, but a lot of yeah. fun to watch. Yeah, this is only thing is uh, these two teams feel like they keep forgetting who they want to book to be the stronger <laughs> one. So it's like every time that they like this ending i was like okay i get it but also it could have went the other way and it's like i don't know who you guys want me to 
to cheer. I want to cheer both of these teams because they're both awesome. So I'm in for it. But it just feels like the booking has been a little bit muddy. The tag team match, though, is awesome because these two teams are awesome. Workhorsemen have been really exceptional in their position in Ring of Honor. And when they've gotten shots on like AEW uh, Collision that I think we talked about it before. Like if they get the opportunity to do it, they're going to do it. And they've been doing it. The infantry has grown so much as a tag team this year that I think 2024 is going to be so huge for them that this was all just the, the foundation laying for what's to come. I agree with you. And the booking is a little muddy, especially because to your point, we see the workhorsemen mostly in ROH, but they pop up on AEW from time to time. The infantry yeah. working ROH really consistently. And I just... I feel like the workhorsemen are extremely strong with sneaky athleticism and speed, and the infantry are very fast and athletic with some sneaky strength. So this was yeah. just a fun little mix of ingredients mm -hmm. where everybody was offsetting each other just perfectly. Well, we move on to Charlotte and Robin Renegade versus Lady Frost mm -hmm. and Trisha Dora. Um I thought we were building maybe toward a tag team division or some tag programs. Mm. And I was like, oh, well, you have a consistent tag team in there. That makes sense. So what does that mean? So why did they lose today <laughs> is the question. <laughs> but I kind of get it because I think Lady Frost and Trisha Dora, their booking has been on the back burner, but you and I have been rooting for both of them to get yes. it straightened out, especially Miss Trisha Dora over here. But we have Adora hitting the Lariat Tubman on Robin. And Lady Frost hitting that beautiful corkscrew moonsault. What is the name of that? The temperature drop, I believe. Mm -hmm. uh, for the win. Looks great. And I liked what commentary did. They they left a window open for them to say, Trisha Dora could have gone for the pin there. But she right. knew that the punctuation mark on this victory was going to be Lady Frost's move. And I just liked how they put over the tag team smarts of a team that hasn't worked together. Caprice and Ian, so damn good at this every time. Rooting for Trisha Dora, rooting for Lady Frost. Not sure what's going on with this little tag team situation, but um, a fun offset with the acrobatics of Lady Frost, who also hits hard, and Trisha Dora, just like German suplex goddess, strong mm -hmm. girl, killing it. I did interview her. You can go check it out on Fightful, even though Joel did not shoot me from a flattering angle at all. But, I mean, you know. But I had to get it done. You know what I mean? But we we got it done. A great talk with her. It is a little dated. It was from a few months ago. But please check it out. Trisha Dora is one of my favorites going today. It was awesome to get to talk to her. And such a um, just gently commanding presence when you speak mm -hmm. to her. She's she's awesome. But yeah. um, before you check out that interview, stick around for this show and get Reg's thoughts on this, yes. <laughs> this match. What did you think? Yeah, this definitely felt like this is what you guys wanted. You've been talking about a tag match, a women's tag team division. And it's like, but I Not would like probably that. have wanted the Renegade Twins to win because they're a more established tag team. But then also they're like, but then you guys like Trish and Lady Frost, though, don't you? And we're like, yeah, we do. So they won. So it's like, all right, I see what you guys are doing here. Strong stuff from everybody in this match, as always. The Renegade Twins bring such a great presence to the show. They're really good bumpers. They're really good sellers. They're really good in all positions kind of playing that they should be play playing. Lady Frost and Trish are such strong figures in the ROH women's division that any position that they're in, I think is good. Having them on TV more often is great. If this is going to lead to a ROH women's division and they're going to be a tag team, I'm in. 
but I would rather probably see both of them as single stars and the Renegade Twins doing the tag team thing, but winning against someone else. Now, coexist tropes are not my favorite. That has been well documented on this channel. However, I wonder if there's something where, because Lady Frost has a little bit more flash, Trish Dora just gets sick of her crap, taking Mm -hmm. all of the shine and Lady Frost can just play this kind of like cocky, flashy, whatever. A single speed between the two of them, I'm very in on. I'm not out on a tag team either. It's just we don't really have a division fully. So, But to your point, the Renegades, um, really, really good in this and very versatile, as as you were saying. They can kind of be ultimate utility players with whatever you need them to do, which is good mm-hmm. because they've gotten asked to do some real weird stuff. <laughs> Seriously. <laughs> and they, they never know when they show up to the show. They're like, we're doing what? All right, we'll do I'm it. I'm singles. I'm singles with no interference. We're tag tag. I don't know. We I'm don't hiding know. under the ring. All right, I'll be there. <laughs> So we've got uh, our survival of the fittest eliminator match, and I have very mixed feelings on this. Oh, I bet. Yeah, when it when the ending happened, I was like, okay, Kate's not really gonna. Uh... You're like, oh no, Kate's <laughs> gonna be ranting and raving. But I think it could go somewhere really interesting. So okay. we have Lee Johnson defeating Josh Woods with a frog mm-hmm. splash. Um, I don't think Josh Woods was going to win this match if he was in it. So I don't know if you want him in it. And I think the pure title is still the end goal. Um, but let's talk about this ending. Woods goes for yeah. the chaos theory. Johnson rolls Woods up for a near fall. So I like that he had it scouted. Um, and he goes and Woods goes for a running knees before a gut wrench power bomb for a near fall. And then he goes for a running knee and Johnson moves out of the way and hits a super kick. Now, Lee Johnson has come very far. Yes. That was a lot of punishment to not get pinned yeah. from somebody we've seen destroying a lot of people here. Now, if he goes on a rage because of this loss and starts eating people up again and eventually dethrones Wheeler Yuta, I'm all for that. Like, mm-hmm. I think a pissed off Josh Woods is a very scary force to be reckoned with. I don't like him taking the loss here, but I think lee johnson in the actual match is something that um is probably better because josh Woods should be on he's the technical beast he should be mm-hmm. going for that pure title and getting pure wins so mm-hmm. if they pay it off in that way i will not be mad about that but at this moment i'm mad about it and yeah. i'm now complaining on the internet about it mm-hmm. Yeah, no, I kind of agree because I feel like uh, Woods probably should have been in this match. But then I also feel like uh, Lee Johnson should be in this match too. So I'm kind of on the fence. Like both of them should be in this match. But I think with how they've been building Woods up the last couple months of being this monster, this killer, squashing guys, destroying people, he, you know, beat the crap out of Lee Johnson in this match here. And for him to lose, it was like, okay, I don't really know if that was the right move to make. And I think in the survival of the fittest match itself, I thought that he would be a really strong glue, Josh Woods, in the match. So I was kind of confused with this outcome. But I understand what they're doing with the rest of the field as they built it throughout this show. Um, I really like the the frog splash ending. Lee Johnson, again, as we talked about multiple times on this podcast, has improved so much. I don't know who he's training with. I don't know where he's been. I don't know what he's been doing. But he's tremendous in every new showing. He's uh, showing that you know, he can be a veteran. He could be a, a, a one of the best guys in Ring of Honor. So I'm looking forward to seeing he could really be one that wins this championship, and I wouldn't be super surprised. 
Spring is in the air at Littleton Coin Company, and we want to help you brighten your collection. Visit us at littletoncoin.com all month long to enjoy 15% off your purchase. With a wide selection of coins, paper money, supplies, and more, Littleton Coin Company has something for every collector's taste. Use promo code SPRING at littletoncoin.com for 15% off your purchase all month long. Restrictions apply. Littleton Coin Company. Serving collectors since 1945. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, For the ones who get it done. Yeah, and I think my thing with Lee Johnson being in that, I'm like, if they want to give it to Dalton Castle, I know, I know Josh wouldn't have to eat the L, but like maybe Dalton Castle should be going over someone like Lee Johnson more than a Josh Woods, like that kind of thing. Yeah. So I'm trying to have some forgiveness about it because things have been mostly positive, but I need this to set Josh Woods off on like another level and for him to go after gold and win it sooner than later because he's fantastic he looked great in this tonight as well he did so we move on to the righteous defeating the outrunners in what was a fun but quick match now i was happy to hear commentary allude to lance archer still being a part of this group they kind Mm -hmm. of said once he gets back from japan from tag league that he will be reunited with them which made me really happy to hear because i really liked that idea and then it felt like they kind of just dropped it Um, But it was because he's in Japan, which makes sense. So very happy to hear that that's going to be the case. But we have Dutch coming back into the match after being out for a while and dropping Magnum with a Lariat and Floyd with a Boss Man Slam. Vincent with that Autumn Sunshine. W for the Righteous. Let's get these guys back on track after MJF destroyed them. We don't talk about that. (laughs) (laughs) I just see the Righteous with the W. Yeah, not like the most necessary match, but it, it did no. eat up a lot of time on my screen. And uh, those little '80s guys running around are always a good time on mm-hmm. my screen. Any thoughts here? We got a boss man slam. That's most important here. Anytime we get a big boss man slam, that's uh, what's needed in a match with the righteous. Kate, if Lanch Archer is still a part of this, what does that mean for Stu Grayson? Is he just still a ghost out there in the world? Is he a part of the righteous? Did we establish that he's not a part of the righteous? Because I can't really remember back that far you know i like to get you know i like to so i'll be forgetting sometimes maybe i forgot maybe one of the episodes that i was out they said he's out because i'm still under the impression that he's going to come back and help yeah i think you know there's something really nasty about the righteous and lance archer and Stu grayson in the yeah. same stable mm-hmm. like holy crap you've been put on notice kind of thing uh they won the battle without honor. And then we really haven't seen the dark order or Stu Grayson around at all, mm-hmm. um, which is very, very frustrating, but I like where your head's at because that's, if you got two big boys at Lance Archer and Dutch who have very different skill sets in the ring, despite their size. And then you have Stu Grayson, this insane worker that's and Vincent, the sneaky guy. Oh, that's mm-hmm. a delicious stable. Like, put yeah. them up against the Blackpool Combat Club tomorrow. Like, mm-hmm. I want to see it. So, I really, really like that idea. I just, where's Stu Grayson? Man? Where is he, though? 
Stu Grayson, <laughs> Scorpio Sky, and Stokely Hathaway are on my like my milk carton. Have you seen these guys? I, I thought I Scorpio know. Sky, they tricked us with that. They were like, here's here he is in the main event. I was like, okay, he's gonna be featured. And then he's yeah, right to that milk carton. I don't know where he is. <laughs> right to that milk carton. It's crazy. Wild stuff. I just hope he's medically cleared because he's had yes. a journey, a mm-hmm. journey. But now my match of the night. To nobody's surprise, <laughs> Lee Moriarty and Tracy Williams. This is tight. Who I mm-hmm. loved this match. And not just because I'm a technical wrestling nerd, but because there was a lot of fun to be had. And I loved the story. Once again, brought out by commentary on the finish here. You have mm-hmm. Moriarty hit his lifting flatliner, which is called the Fang. And commentary says this is something that's been missing for him. He has... Yep an awesome submission to end people with, but he doesn't have like that high impact move. And that to me reads as you're in Shane Taylor promotions. Now we're going to round you out with some high impact moves. Mm -hmm. I thought this match was awesome. Really fun spot in here where Moriarty went for that Harlem sidekick, but you had Tracy Williams just countering it into a suplex super fluidly. Um, Moriarty with a kick to the arm before hitting that, like, bridging half hatch suplex oh Mm -hmm. half hatch suplex is underrated okay if a suplex can be underrated a half hatch is one of them but this was like a kate dines out on this match we didn't have it offset by a spot food match so i felt bad for you in this Mm, but you know can't uh, be in all of them yeah you can't can't (laughs) beat all of them wrench comes over the tecker side for one episode here but this to me was match of the night and in a solid night of wrestling too but man i thought this was a whole bunch of fun any thoughts on this yeah this was my match of the night also lee moriarty has been the transformation that he's made with his moveset his body his mind his entrance music his gear everything has been tremendous and it was really on display here his counters his striking has improved so much and i think they made a big emphasis on that i love that point that they made about him adopting a high impact finisher because if you kind of know the history of lee moriarty submission attempts and things have got him in trouble with match it's kind of the story that they're telling with daniel garcia right now of like that submission that he had has got him into more trouble than it got has gotten him wins. So he needs something else. And yeah, if he's going to be in Shane Taylor promotion, Shane Taylor knocks fools out. He drops them on their <laughs> head, he clotheslines them to death, like kills fools. He does. You can't, there's no time to waste. And so adding that little element, I think is awesome, but more Tracy Williams on this show. He played a tremendous role here. Uh, kind of like I could potentially be a spoiler in with that technical pr- prowess. I love this little, his DDT in the corner thing he does on the oh. you know, just tremendous work from bro- both wrestlers. And I, again, hope to see more Tracy Williams. Hot sauce is the man. Wildly underrated is Tracy yeah. Williams, but really, really, really fun stuff. If there's a match to go back and watch from this episode to me, this is it. Mm-hmm. We move on to the butcher and the blade versus the boys. This was a fun one. One with an obvious outcome. You've got butcher and blade hitting the full death for the win. But what I like is we have a more rounded out tag division, hopefully for titles at some point by the end of the year would be nice. Mm -hmm. Uh, But Butcher and Blade are great. I've been rooting for them to have more reps on some television somewhere. Mm -hmm. And so it seems like they're becoming a more consistent piece of the ROH tag division. I'm all for that. And it makes me really, really happy to see not a ton to write home about in this, but I think they're trying to send the message that like, Hey, some of these underutilized guys, are going to get some reps in the butcher and blade are those guys. 
Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think for the uh, this episode kind of established that tag division we got here. We got Butcher and the Blade. We got the Righteous. We got the Infantry. We got the Workhorsemen. All these teams kind of coming in, getting good victories or having good showings for what could potentially be the future of the division. We need these tag belts back so bad. I don't know why we didn't get these off of Max when we had the chance. Now we're going to be stuck in wherever we're going to be stuck. Like, we don't know if they're going to be uh, any part of the show next week. Not having the World Championship and the World Tag Team Championships at Final Battle is like sacrilege, I thought. I don't know. I, I didn't think you could do that. I think that was possible. I don't know how we're going to have a show like that. So they're going to need to do uh, – they've done the extra thing by having Brian Danielson and having the women's main event, but we need one more extra thing because that's two huge voids that are left here that we're used to seeing. I'm used to seeing two – huge world tag team title match and a huge roh world championship match every final battle so you're gonna have to do something to to offset that you know i kind of wish they would have just run claudio and eddie back from the continental classic on this card they i think it would have made so much sense like yep. it's it's not a title defense but it kind of is because mm -hmm. eddie's fighting for his life in this tournament now danielson's gonna end up being here anyway yep. there's so much story that's involved danielson and in, in all of that picture so Kind of wish that they had just opted to do that. If you're not going to have a world title match proper, mm -hmm. the guy who put those titles on the line for this and the guy he beat them for is your next match here. Just do that. Yeah. But um, I agree with you. Juicing it up with one more thing I think would be helpful, but some good progress made tonight for mm -hmm. sure. Well, this was weird. <laughs> Griff Garrison, Cole Carter, mm -hmm. and Maria are backstage. What was this, Kate? What? On or there, Maria Canellas can do very little wrong in my world. All right, she's incredible at her job, she's one of the most beautiful people I've ever seen in my whole life. Whatever, mm -hmm. this is one of the weirdest segments of television. Still confused. This, I'm still, this was like when I first watched the the steak dinner, the, the debonair, whatever. Um, mm -hmm. I was more confused than I had like any other reaction for right. like a solid day, and then I loved it. This I'm just confused by, and I don't know. I don't. I don't know. Um, but they're backstage. They talk about how they've been waiting on matching gear for a really long time, and that they need some sort of change. And then Maria suggests new music <laughs> that she sings. Yes, acapella, and it's weird about her like being their mom and stuff. And uh, I did appreciate. I think it was Cole Carter who was like. We haven't seen any hot moms. <laughs> that actually popped me a lot. I was like, that's actually really And really like funny. true. Also. She's like, man, we're not winning matches. We haven't yeah. seen any hot moms other than the view. Mm -hmm. Um, but Maria is is uh singing a weird theme song a cappella, and Griff Garrison goes, My god, she has the voice of an angel. Mm -hmm. Uh that can't be their theme. Like, this uh, is one of the weirdest things I've not. ever seen in my whole life. What? the hell is going on red um interesting i don't i have no idea there was elements of it that i liked i liked her being like okay i'm done, actually just gonna go work on this some more and she just walks off and it's like wait and they're just confused as what are you talking about what happened and when she's like oh and then there'll be drums right him like well if you weren't gonna have the song at least like come with a little bit of it prepared, maybe a 30-second clip, an MP3 or something, just to get the guys excited. I don't know if you thought your voice was going to be the one to sell it, but, you know, good attempt. 
super super weird again still confused but you know they need some elements extra elements to the show they tried some extra things on this show kate they did yeah if they just never acknowledge this again i would be fine with it that's that'd be that's, great. that's where i'm great. at we've got some more chats coming in from you guys thank you for the support feel free to get those super chats in joel mm-hmm. and cresta coming to you the impact post show i believe they're going home to final resolution so that's yep. awesome i'm sure there'll be some developments to tell you about there but ricardo the snowman just send in love for two of my favorite people well thank you you're one Thanks, of ricardo. our favorite people and not just because you send us money but also because you send <laughs> us money but because you're here supporting us every week and you're always changing up your surname which i just respect yes. you keeping it spicy for us shame monster saying final battle hype a few months back athena the hung bucks eddie Samoa Joe, Brochacho, Shibata, Hammerstein, psych. <laughs> okay, so you're not wrong. Oh my God, the six man, but we didn't even talk about the six man belts because there's nothing to talk about. With oh my God, belts. Kate, I forgot they existed. I'm going to be completely real with you. When you said that, like it clicked in my brain that those exist. <laughs> Who's the champ? like. There's no tag titles. There's a vacated TV title and no world. Oh, title. the embassy. Okay, the the the, embassy the, didn't the even gates hear. are in Japan. So this, all right, yeah, I get it. All they right. said they would be back in time, so I'm sure we'll get something snapped together next week. But like, mm. what? what? Um, yeah. Yeah. they should be on someone else before they went to Japan. But all right, they should they should have they should have lost to not the hung bucks. But yeah. to this point. I it felt like they were setting up for a let's have everybody drop the titles at final battle to put this program yeah. back on track. Mm-hmm. What I do like is there's been a more ROH focus since a lot of these things have dropped. And I think that's healthier for the product, even if it doesn't get as many eyes on it. So if the end goal was to get the product back on track, it's been back on track for the past month or so, I would say. Right. Um, but yeah, you the hung bucks thing is is one of the weirdest calls because what the hell was that <laughs> i don't know me and was saying i enjoyed the wrestling and most of the story progressions on roh tonight there's multiple women's matches and angles four to five pork chops happy festivus well happy festivus to you too i agree i think uh there's a lot more consistency over the past month than we've had in a very long time and it feels like not just consistency with stories moving forward, but full divisions. Like yeah. the tag division feels like a division. I wish my pure division would come back. I, I really do. It's like my favorite part about them. Um, so the, the multi-man pictures need to straighten up a little bit, but I think we know who the contenders looking strong in the TV picture are going to be looking strong in the world picture are going to be. And we're going to mm-hmm. talk about that in just a moment. More love coming in from you guys. Thank you so much. Thank you guys. Tim McFowell saying, was at the tapings in Montreal. Curious to see how ROH looks next week. No spoilers, but a way smaller crowd than Dynamite Rampage. Yeah. Uh, yes. Yeah. That continues to be an issue. But mm-hmm. by the way, Kate is going to be spoiled by Rampage. It was spectacular. Now, mm. I review the SmackDown post show, okay? We stopped reviewing Rampage because it just didn't feel like it was a vehicle for a ton of progress on AEW storylines, but we might have to do a special edition if you're putting Daniel Garcia and Brian Danielson on there. Come on. I might have to push it back. We might be doing an 11 o'clock show tomorrow. Talk to Sean about that one, but right. 
We move along to this Angelico and Christopher Daniels match, which just was really there to keep Angelico looking strong. He wins with the leg lock submission here. And after the match, Daniels went after Serpentico, but Angelico jumps him from behind. Two men beat down Daniels until, I'm sorry, those two men beat down Daniels until Orange Cassidy and Danhausen come to make the save. Mm -hmm. And Helico comes in from behind and chop blocks Orange Cassidy before leaving with Serpentico. Now, if this is to set up an international title shot between Helico and Orange Cassidy, that's a really cool idea. If it's not, what the hell was this? <laughs> I think that's where we're probably going. But um, it was one of those, this is either great or makes absolutely no sense at all. Uh, I, I think it could be a really, really fun match. And we haven't seen that matchup yet between Angelico and Orange Cassidy. So that could be really fun. Love's commentary continuing to put over Christopher Daniels. I don't know if we're getting an ROH Hall of Fame this year, but if we are, Christopher Daniels should be in it. hundred percent. First ballot, mm-hmm. First ballot Hall of Famer, no doubt. Yeah, I think this is just, remember we got a few weeks uh, in the past of Orange Cassidy would just come out at the end of the show and we'd be like, why was Orange Cassidy here? And it's just like, oh, Orange Cassidy's here. Will him out there. That's what this felt like tonight. And now they're like, oh, Danhausen's here too. Double up. And they got a big pop, but it was just like, all right, this is cool. They just should make Danhausen a part of the Ring of Honor roster. I think he would be, uh, I think he could fill a good role over here. He's been in Ring of Honor previously. It all would kind of connect together. Maybe that's the connection that they're making. The Christopher Daniels match and Angelico match, it was fine. Uh, Christopher Daniels, I think, is playing uh, the veteran role and nobody believes he's a threat anymore and it's kind of unfortunate, but you know, all of his matches are good and Angelico has been doing, uh, he's been doing some really fun work uh, since he's had the match with Eddie Kingston and all that stuff. So good stuff. Christopher Daniels, a great drop to hold second best in the business next to Sean Ross. That's all I'm saying. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Next, we get our contract signing between mm-hmm. Ethan page and Tony Nese. Very weird that we have a contract signing for a non-title match, but Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. we did find out that it was going to be an I quit match, which makes the handcuffing stipulation a little bit more makes sense, I guess. Mm -hmm. But uh, good to see Ethan Page with the microphone in his hand. He does this really, really well. He's a baby face. He puts over Tony Nese extremely well in the process, Uh, but he says that he's pissed basically that, Tony Nese and Mark Sterling have derailed him from his vision of, of getting gold essentially, and that he's going to finish with them and he's going to be back on track towards the gold, which I liked. I like that. He hasn't forgotten the initial mission of what he was there for. And I also liked Tony Nese's half of this, where he said, you know, we weren't the ones that brought you a challenge. We're the ones that brought you a solution and you're the one who got all pissy about it. Mm-hmm. I liked that thinking from a heel I think it's going to be really nice to watch Tony Nese and Ethan Page. If they give it real time, like we're going to see what Tony Nese is really, really great at. And mm-hmm. I think he and Ethan Page could put something very fun together. Ethan Page should win it. He should move back toward gold. We'll see who's holding gold by the end of the night in the TV title picture. I think there's a lot of fun ways that this could go. Just kind of funny that there was a contract signing for a non-title match, but I think this was their way of getting the stipulation in there and Tony Khan came for it, man. The big boss came. <laughs> yeah, I'm still kind of confused as to why there was a contract signing for a match with no stakes that people don't really like. People, 
I don't want to say people don't care about this match, but I don't think anything that they did here is going to make people care about this match. Both these wrestlers are great. Ethan Page is amazing. I want to see him ring of honor champion. I want to see all the stuff. Tony Nese, also a great talent, but I don't think this is like a match. I don't want to say worthy, but we don't need this contract signing. Cause like contract signings are for like blood feuds or like, we can't, we can't believe we're seeing these two people in the ring together. They might tear each other apart. There's like none of that heat attached to this to why this was going on ethan page killed it with the promo because that's what he does but just let him do a promo why are we have this contract signing here you want to get tony khan on tv just put him on tv why is he out i didn't really understand the whole thing but ethan page is amazing uh tony niece is great i'm sure the match will be awesome and i don't know i don't really love i quit matches also so i don't know i didn't really i didn't like it (laughs) next to lumberjack matches i quit matches are like my least favorite stipulation um i Agree with you. I think this was to try and make something else on the card feel important. Yeah. Because they have booked their titles around that. Um, But I also think that it was to give Ethan Page a leg up. Like to give him something that makes him look strong going into it. Makes it feel like the most important non-title match on the card or whatever. I guess not anymore because we have FTR and Mark Briscoe versus the Blackpool Mm -hmm. Combat Club. But I, I think it was to make it feel more important than it's been built out to be. So that's where you and I, I think like struggle with that a little bit of, it, it doesn't feel that way just cause you're telling us it is that way. Exactly. That's how I feel like you could keep telling me and trying to throw everything at me, but I'm still like, I don't what? No, it's like a stooge <laughs> and a personal trainer. What are we doing? Right. <laughs> Tim McFowl saying Angelico OC title match was taped before rampage. Okay. Uh-huh. So we did get a payoff. Thank you. you Spoiler alert. Uh, it was awesome. Love to see Angelico get a sustained push. Maybe the pure title. I think him working in the pure division is interesting. If they don't give it to Josh Woods, I will throw my computer out a window. But I like Angelico getting reps, feeling important. Seems like they're trying to keep him in the mix, which I think is a very encouraging sign. Mm-hmm. Well, we move on to our main event, which was Kyle Fletcher defeating Gravity in the least surprising booking in the whole wide world. <laughs> Kyle Fletcher is just one of the most impressive young wrestlers in the whole wide world, man. He wins with the tombstone. Um, this was his for the taking. He looks great every time he's in the ring. I'm so impressed by his ability to, this is just, this is youth, Reg. What we used yeah. to have. Yeah. There's so much youth in this kid that I I'm like, it. remember when I could move and all uh, <laughs> his, his strength combined with his speed and ability to move in that ring is, is just never ceases to amaze me. Gravity was a very different type of opponent for him than we've seen a lot of with him mixing it up in AEW. He does not feel out of place without Mark Davis. I love them as a tag team, but I'm mm. so glad they didn't shelve him during this time because stuff right. like this is a nice reminder why those suplexes are nasty and they pop up out of nowhere. He kind of has the same thing. I notice this with Ricochet all the time where I'm like, how are you that strong in, in transitions and in sequences? Yeah. It's, it's just very, very impressive ring work especially for someone so young. So this was fun. This was predictable. I don't think this needed to be a main event, but there was nothing else that really felt main eventy, I guess. Right. But uh, no no complaints about how this ended. I think your survival of the fittest match is shaping up to be something really fun here. 
Yeah, this uh, when the match started, they had about six minutes to go on the show. I was like, ah, I know what's going on here. Kyle Fletcher's about to finish him. He got a, a really cool sequence uh, of events between the both of them. The Mishinoku drivers that Kyle Fletcher hit are really good. Um, Gravity, uh, good in that position, good playing there. I think uh, Kyle Fletcher is a great addition to the Survival of the Fittest match. Also another one that if he won, I wouldn't be surprised. I don't know how much longer Mark Davis is going to be out and if that makes sense. But if it does, that does that could work. And him going on a run as a TV champion, I think with the singles matches that he's had in Ring of Honor so far is a, is a good way to go, thinking about kind of the field of talent that's here. He's young. He's going to be ready to go every single week. He's a, a different, innovative-style wrestler, so... He's, he's pretty high in the rankings, and him getting the main event here is also kind of a sign that they believe in him, you know? I suppose so, but this has to be Dalton's for the taking, in my opinion. It should okay? be. Should he's be. out here taking off his shirt, yelling, hey, dude, at the top of his lungs. Like, it's got to be Dalton yeah. Castle for me, but wouldn't be upset if it was Kyle Fletcher or all that surprise, considering how well he's being utilized. But we are going to go ahead and throw it over to your Impact crew. We'll bring them in right now. Hey, look, we're back. Hello. Hey. Hey. What's it's cooking good looking? It's been two weeks since you looked at me. I'm sorry. Oh, my gosh. I <laughs> oh know. God. And it's probably the last time this year. This is yeah. probably the last time this year that the four of us are going to share a screen together. Man, oh. Impact with their being nice and letting wrestlers go home for the holidays. Come on. Yeah, Couldn't be place. the Fed. Couldn't be the Fed. Y'all working. Come on. Yeah, you're working. <laughs> Get to work. Yeah, this rebrand means I ain't working, so that means I ain't getting paid, which means my ass just sitting at home waiting to do stuff. So both <laughs> me and Punk, this is me. <laughs> I'm going to sleep. That's what's you know, up. fact, come on. People need to do post shows out here. You can't just be taking a break. What do you think this is? Nah, no, nah, just... nah. Nobody do post shows. Leave it just for me and Joel Pearl. We'll take the views. Thank you very much. <laughs> if you have podcasting too. dreams, don't do it. Don't do it. It doesn't yeah. <laughs> There are no post shows to do because they got nothing left in the can after Saturday night's show coming up. That's true. That's live. So, but you did have a go home tonight, right? So, no, we didn't have shit. We had triple A. That's what we had tonight. Oh, right, right, right. And that was recorded last week, or maybe even a week and a half ago. Great show. I mean, don't get me wrong, but really, the biggest news coming out of the show it wasn't even the show itself. It's that Kazuchika Okada is going to be back in TNA for one night. Come on now. Oh my what? god, are they doing the same gonna be at the Vegas tapings because battle oh, I'm up. so let's not forget New Japan Battle in the Valley is the same yeah. night as Hard to Kill, and that's gonna be in San Jose. Meanwhile, mm-hmm. down in Las Vegas, you've got TNA Hard to Kill, and then the next night of the TV tapings, Will Ospreay, Kazushka Okada, maybe other New Japan stars from TNA's past might pull up because it's an easy booking to take and it's a good way to jumpstart the TNA rebrand. Listen, Love if that. you guys want to donate a cool ten thousand to seven thousand dollars, so myself and Joe Pearl can go there and be there all week and hang out with lady you, go lady ahead. Lady, I'm already booked, lady. Okay, so if you want to send me a small, cool, unpayable loan back of ten thousand dollars to crestastar at gmail.com, I'll be on Jeff Jarrett could never. Okay, this woman Listen. works. I can't say that because I tried to use that on somebody else and they said, well, I actually know Jeff Jarrett. So I was like, oh, okay. <laughs> oh, the man gets you know the bag. There's nothing controversial about mm-hmm. saying that. That guy has worked everywhere all the time. I tell mm-hmm. everyone for someone who's never drew a dime, he never missed a direct deposit since 1987. <laughs> never will. 
him nor Karen. So knock it off. Knock it's it true. off. It's true. <laughs> I can't argue that. I Look can't argue that. Well, we ate well on yeah. ROH today. Holy Finally. heck, we had some fun. Yeah, you guys were starving out good here, builds. We were, but the past three weeks to a month have been have been really consistent. I just hope yeah. they sustain it through the pay-per-view. That would be nice because um, we've seen them put their foot on the gas and take it off before. So I can't right. keep going back to my ex. You know what I mean? Like, let's, <laughs> let's, keep, it, let's keep it on. Got to move let's forward, keep babe. It on, keep it on, please, please. <laughs> Well, we'll let you talk about your your AAA show over here. Uh, but we we had some fun today. We got to see a match of the night for us. I think both were in agreement that uh, Lee Moriarty versus Tracy Hot Sauce Williams was yeah. so much fun. So much. And Brian Danielson is going to be at final battle. So you know, we got some who isn't going to be at final battle at this point? <laughs> You're working well in the next night. If it. anybody Tony wants to send $10,000 to me <laughs> in the form of an unpayable loan, I will split it with Cresta and I will go to final battle. She will go to Vegas. And Listen, we will... don't be cheap. I know how much I'll spend on those belts. Take two of your belts, sell them, and hey. get to me. Hey. That's it. <laughs> That's it. And Cresta can turn it into 10 times that because she's going to go to Vegas. She's going to hit the slots and she's going to win big. Exactly. Put Listen. them belts on the table. Put it all on, I don't know. Imagine, can you just go up to the table? This is what I'm betting. <laughs> <laughs> What's this worth? Get out. <laughs> this is authentic. I'm, just, I'm the champion. Don't you believe me? They're like, that came mm-hmm. from a Toys R Us. And you're like, no, nah, this is actually worth like $1,000. <laughs> Toys R Us is not even in business. See how much you know? <laughs> uh, it is. It's like Macy stores. Thank you very much. Okay. They're still in Canada, too. So they're off the road. Yeah. Off All right, rise. well, we'll get out of here. Yeah. We started arguing about Toys R Us. That's my, that's my cue to leave, but uh, yeah, have, have a, a wonderful night. Enjoy <laughs> talking about Okada? What a I weird guess one. so. Yeah. I mean, Okada about. was there for a second, and like the Avatar, he was gone when we needed <laughs> him the most. <laughs> Peace, everybody. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Spring is in the air at Littleton Coin Company, and we want to help you brighten your collection. Visit us at littletoncoin.com all month long to enjoy 15% off your purchase. With a wide selection of coins, paper money, supplies, and more, Littleton Coin Company has something for every collector's taste. Use promo code SPRING at littletoncoin.com for 15% off your purchase all month long. Restrictions apply. Littleton Coin Company. Serving collectors since 1945. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, For the ones who get it done.